E-S-N-Y. everything you just couldn't hear me yeah but everything seems fine now good i'm so glad i'm not a technology expert but you follow the first rule of it yeah turn it off turn it back on again and it worked that's why they get paid the big bucks for sure definitely okay i had to double check this is episode 39 of the bleacher creatures podcast presented by elite sports new york as always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. Fantastic. I don't, you know what? I don't know if I can keep calling it a fantastic new bar. It's been there like a couple months now. It's new-ish. Fantastic new-ish bar located at 3315 Dittmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Lots of beers, lots of TVs. I mean, if you haven't been there by now, you're never going to go. So. And didn't you go there just recently? I did. I've been there. I've been there a few times. But just recently, I guess last week, I went again, and it was just as much fun as it was opening weekend. Hmm. Well, that's I'm glad to hear that. Equally fun. Okay. okay, so we have about an hour of time to fill, and we have very little to talk about. This is true. Um, yeah, it's another casualty of the offseason. We had like one or two weeks where... Garrett Cole signed and then all of a sudden, you know, all the all the hype surrounding it, there was so much to discuss. And now it's just like, is it spring training yet? Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing like if we had been doing this podcast last year, at least every week we could have done a Manny Machado update and be like, hey, guess what? He still hasn't signed, but that hasn't stopped the quote unquote Twitter sources from telling you, oh, he's definitely signing this week. And this is the exact contract he's signing for with the Yankees. It's a done deal. At least well, we could talk about that. Well, they were celebrating, you know, so it was it was just a matter of time before it would happen. I honestly don't know how sources season is still in effect right now. Like there's nothing there's nothing left. Well, that's <laughs> we're pretty why. much done. That's why there's nothing else to talk about. And I mean, really, like if you think about it, people are just kind of like filling the void with whatever they can. So, you know what? If they're gonna throw out rumors that like Josh Hader's still going to the Yankees. They're going to do it. Yeah, but to even throw out rumors where it's like there's, at least with Manny Machado, you're like, all right, they have a meeting with him. They're clearly in a position to win. They have a clear need at third base. They can probably spend the most. Like, if you're guessing on that source, quote unquote, at least you're probably going to be right, even though you weren't because he went to the Padres. But I, it, Josh Hader, that's the stab you're taking in the dark? Like, we don't need another bullpen arm. It'd hey, be nice we lost Dellen Batances, I mean. Oh, to be fair, though, Dellen didn't play at all in 2019. But let's let's start there. Dellen okay. Batances is a New York Met. Oof. Just, I, I felt like I was stabbed. Like, you know, I, I get it. I get why. The, there must be some other reason the Yankees didn't sign him to a one-year deal. There, there has to be. I mean... They, maybe the injury is worse or they're, they're not sure he can come back from it. I do like the deal he signed with the Mets. I think it was a good move by the Mets, and I enjoy it. However, Mets fans are instantly like, oh, my God, this is it. Our bullpen's going to be unstoppable. And I'm like, okay, let's let's slow down. He is a great pitcher. He's probably going to be the best pitcher in that bullpen when he gets back to form. But it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, I don't I don't know where Mets fans are are getting off thinking that they're going to be a contender next year. They 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 got significantly worse this offseason. And and they what they come in fourth last year? Was fourth I, or third? I believe so. I believe it was fourth. Cuz I know the Phillies the Phillies just fell apart, but I mean 
the Phillies are an objectively better team than them. The Washington Nationals are coming off a World Series championship, even though they did lose Anthony Rendon. That's a pretty hefty loss. But, I mean, they still have the best rotation in baseball. And, I mean, even the Marlins got Jesus Aguilar. It's like, at least the Marlins are sort of trying now. And, I mean, the Atlanta Braves are the clear favorite. But Mm -hmm. you think adding Dylan Batanzas and Jake Marisnik makes you a contender i you know i i do like the jake marisnik signing primary primarily for the defense but i just i find it so funny how you know he was signed and actually i posted on facebook about uh when dd left and someone commented was like yeah what what do you know about this jake marisnik guy and i was like well pretty solid defender but if you're looking for offense you're not getting it Absolutely not. People forget Jake Marisnik was on deck when uh, Jose Altuve hit the go-ahead home run. Should have walked him. Should have walked him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you knew Chapman wasn't going to back down from anybody. But I'm just saying if he had accidentally walked him, quote-unquote accidentally, I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I think it it could have ended uh, very well for the Yankees. You just you don't know. But then again, you also have to think that the Yankees still had to go into Game 7, face Garrett Cole. If they ended up winning that game. And that's a tough task, as we well know, yeah. because now we don't have to worry about him. Aha! Yeah, yeah, he's with us now. Yeah, also, yeah, we're going to get Garrett Cole with dad strength. Oh, yeah. Papa Cole is coming into the Bronx. And uh, James and I were texting earlier and just kind of discussing um, a little bit about this. And we're like, you know what? Garrett Cole waited until he got to New York and then he got his wife pregnant. And they're going to raise their child in New York City. And you know what? That's a hell of a lot better than Houston. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, Houston would be an absolute disaster. That kid would literally be breathing ribs by the time he was three. There's no health down there. No health. Here's the other thing I was also thinking is, you know, maybe he waited to get to, to New York to raise a child just because, you know, better environment i don't know i mean he's 29 years old it's not like he's you know a spring chicken like this is his first kid with his wife which congratulations so excited for them but you know what he's gonna keep that sign forever everyone's gonna make him keep that sign and he's gonna make sure that kid holds that sign and then when that kid pitches for the yankees it's just he's gonna have the sign it's beautiful symmetry it's just It's it's good it's a goddamn dynasty Exactly. Exactly. The whole dynasty so. has started in New York. So you know what? A smart, smart move on uh, Garrett Cole's part. I really like the uh, the plan there. You know what we really need is like a Cole nephew to just bridge the gap between Cole Senior and Cole Junior. Because I mean, if we're looking at ten more years of Garrett Cole. That kid's only going to be ten. He's still eight years away mm. from winning his first Cy Young for the Yankees. I guarantee you, there's definitely some some kid in that family who's playing baseball because of his uncle Garrett. Yeah, which, we need a bridge. We need a bridge. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I think that would actually be, that would be incredible. And you know what? It's it's like one of those things where the Yankees would just immediately, you know, draft him, good or not, just because. Yeah, like Luis Severino's younger brother. Or didn't they draft Andy Pettit's son? Or no, Houston did. I actually, I have no knowledge of that. I think well, I think the Yankees did at first, and then he might have gotten traded to Houston or one or the other. I'm not positive on the story, but yeah. It is so hard to pay attention to draft stuff. There's just, I mean, it's like it's so complicated, and there's so many rounds and so many players, and you're really only thinking about like, I mean, you you know the first rounders because mm-hmm. those are the teams where the, the predictions come out and they say, well, this is who your team is probably going to draft in the first round, and if. You're invested enough to look five years down the line for when that player might eventually show up for your team if he's not traded or turns out to be pretty bad. Like, I mean, good for you. You know the first rounder. But, like, good luck figuring out who your ninth rounder is. Well, I mean, my uh, one of the kids from my hometown actually, or I'm sorry, in Rochester, from Rochester, got drafted in the first round by the Yankees. And, you know, he he didn't make it with the Yankees. He's um, I think he's still playing minor league baseball. He got drafted maybe 2014. Um, 
Yeah, I think oh, so it might have been. That's not too long ago for minor league baseball. It's not, but like the way he was progressing, he was stuck in AAA for a long time, switching between AAA, AA. Um, and he ended up getting traded. I honestly don't know where he got traded to, but do you remember the name Cito Culver? I do not. Yeah, well, that was him. So, and he was highly touted and, you know, Everyone was talking about how he's going to be the next big thing. And you, you just don't know anymore. Like, it's it's amazing to me how these people can scout out these players and say, this guy is the next Derek Jeter. And lo and behold, he comes up and he is the next Derek Jeter. Like, how do they have the the power to do that? Are they psychic? I don't know. But, I mean, it's not perfect. I think, what, 17 people got picked before Mike Trout? This is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah, and we uh that that was the first thing Rob and I asked Zach Cohn when we had him on the podcast for the first time it was like tell us your draft story and he was like yeah well I got picked in I think it was like the twentieth or twenty first round so I was literally just moving my stuff out of our apartment and they called me and they said hey we just drafted you this is like what your next step is going to be and then he hung up and he just went back to moving because <laughs> that's all it is like there's not like the NBA draft where it's like you got watch parties and you got people in the building. Like, right. it just takes way too long. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, it's even like the NFL draft takes a long time, too. Um, yeah. I yeah. only I only pay attention to my team's first round pick. I don't really care about football. I watch usually the first first three rounds, usually just because it's like usually you'll see the first at least the players in the first three rounds on either the practice squad or actually playing in, in some action. So it's. For me, I'd like to be a little knowledgeable about it. Yeah, but there, people forget that in addition to being the queen of Yankees Twitter, you're also the queen of Cowboys Twitter. <laughs> Not exactly, but I wish. One of these days, maybe. You'll get there. I'm maybe when pretty, the Cowboys make the playoffs. I'm pretty snarky, that's all. Like I'm very snarky. In fact, I will tell you, Football Allison and Baseball Allison are two completely different people. I don't know if you've noticed, but when I tweet about I football, I tweet in all I caps and it's all emotional. When I tweet baseball, I get very emotional, but I'm also a lot more logical about it because I'm like, okay, there's 162 games. In football, there are 16 games, and I have to wait an entire week to watch my team play, and it is exhausting. Yeah, almost as exhausting as going on a West Coast road trip yeah, when you've stupidly much. agreed to do post games. But the beautiful thing is, you know, there's always another game the next day. That's the beauty of the sport. True. Well, we got our draft talk out of the way. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. No, no. So um, obviously, you know, we didn't start out the show with this, but we have to at least mention it. Um, Domingo Herman's suspension finally came through um, 81 games. He will not participate in spring training, but he will be eligible for the 2020 postseason. Um, it sounds like the earliest, I think, um, Ken Rosenthal said he could return would be uh, June 5th against the Rays. Um, because it is, it is retroactive to when he got placed on administrative leave. Correct. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the news there that came out today. And, um, obviously we're very glad that they take this type of stuff seriously is his reputation is ruined. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that fact and no one's going to want him. He probably is going to remain on the Yankees unless they release him. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's doing the same thing that they did with Roberto Ozuna, where they were just like, well, the value is low on this guy right now. Let's go and get him. I don't right. think Domingo Herman has that same effect on the field. And also this is I mean, this is a severe suspension and mm -hmm. they haven't released any details. So it's only, you know, safe to assume it was on the more severe side as a whole, the entire incident. Right. right. But either way, we can figure out what's going to happen with Domingo Herman on June 4th, if he's coming back on June 5th. Right. Right. And you know, um, this, this is my, uh, this is my two cents in general. I just, uh, I love to remind everyone that, um, especially in the, the sport of, well, in any sport, really, we just, we can't let somebody's, uh, talent outweigh their character. Um, you really have to take in consideration the type of person they are, which equates to some of the things they've done. Um, obviously, we don't know the whole story, but, you know, we can't just turn a blind eye to it. Obviously, something happened and he's being seriously punished for it. Um, so, you know, with that, 
it obviously seems like they're going to keep uh, Jay Happ um, for a while. You know, I would say use him as a starter and then probably mid-season, depending on what happens with Herman coming back, they might trade him. What do you think? Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather go with Jordan Montgomery out of the gate, but I also, I mean, he's got options. Mm-hmm. So you're choosing between either releasing Hap or putting him in the bullpen or just letting Jordan Montgomery go down to AAA to get work in. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really that hard a call to make. And I hope right. we get more of 2018 Hap instead of 2019 Hap because 2019 Hap was an unmitigated disaster. Just, just the home, he was home run happy. That was my nickname for him. <laughs> oh, boy. It was a good one. I thought it was funny. No, I, I got it. I got it. Um, yeah, no, he was definitely, uh, in general, home run happy. He allowed, and it, he allowed a lot of first inning runs. And, you know, I remember one specific game, because it was a guardy party game, so I did a video for it. But one specific game where, like, you know, he gave up, uh, gave up a home run in the first inning. Brett Gardner comes up, hits a home run to tie it, and then he gives up another home run. And I'm just like, dude, what, what's the deal? Like, he was so dominant in the first half of 2018, and he was pretty good when he came over in 2018, too. He was fantastic when we got him. So, I don't think he had a loss until the playoffs. So I don't really know what what the deal was. It, it didn't make any sense mechanically. It didn't make any sense, um, you know, looking at his numbers just in general. Like, it just makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, he's he was a fly ball pitcher, and they juiced the balls, and he lost velocity on the pitch he threw the most. That he throws his fastball, and he throws it high, and he gets fly ball outs, and they juiced the balls, and he didn't throw as hard. So he's just not as good anymore. <laughs> he just he's just bad now. You don't well, get he, velocity in the late thirties. In terms of like juicing the balls, I mean, what what is the plan for next season? Are they going to keep the same baseball they have that quote unquote non juiced one? Or, um, you or are know they going to switch they... to the ball they used in the playoffs where the Probably. warning track started to come into play again? Probably. I, I have no idea. And honestly, I don't, I just, I don't really care which ball they use. Just don't lie to me. Just don't lie yeah. to me about what ball we're using. If you want to write it off and say, well, we didn't give them any specific instructions on the balls, but it seems like. The balls do have a little bit of carry in them this year. Just don't fucking lie to me. Just tell me the balls are a little bit different. Yeah, I can accept that. I mean, last year, Masahiro Tanaka spent half the season reinventing his best pitch because the seams were lower on the ball and it was carrying more. And Mm -hmm. he couldn't get anybody out with his splitter, which is his best pitch, because he couldn't throw it anymore. So he had to spend half the season reinventing it, and Major League Baseball is just like, I don't know, they they look like the same balls to us. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I, ugh. Um, you want to talk a little bit about social media world for uh, the Yankees? Yeah, it's getting weird out there. <laughs> um, personally, I'm a huge, huge fan of Tyler Wade. Oh, obviously. I Most handsome man be, in baseball. Yeah, I want this to be Wade's year. Oh, I I think it is going to be with the 26th man. I don't think he's going to get sent back down to AAA. I think he's just going to be on the roster the entire year, and he's just going to find little spots, and hopefully he does something with them. Yeah, I I certainly hope so. Uh, he's working hard this offseason. He's putting in work. He's scruffy now, and, you know, hey, whatever. That looks good. But, you know, we already know Tyler Wade is the most handsome man in baseball. Like, he just doesn't. There's no competition. Of course. And he's just, he's California cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so saw that. Of course, you saw um, Didi's posting all his stuff about the Phillies and, you know, oh. that whole. Oh, oh no. Ugh. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not. It's, this is, this has been one of the roughest and most exciting off seasons, like. That I can remember. God, I mean, we lost Dellen to the Mets of all teams. If he had gone to the Phillies and rejoined Didi and Joe Girardi and, you know, Kutch and David Robertson, I would have been like, okay, like, at least he's with his friends. Like, at least he has his people there. But going to the Mets? Come on, man. I know you wanted to stay in New York, but why'd you? The Mets! Where no. He's going to be on TV. We're going to see him all the time. This is true, and everyone from ESNY is going to be talking about him. Oh, the worst. All the Mets fans. 
But I think the worst thing about Dellen going to the Mets is I'm like, I'm super scared of him getting Mets reliever-itis. Like, what if De- what if he's bad? I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that to Dellen. And that kind of disease like rubs off on you, you know. It's when you're in close proximity. Like I get it. I see. I can see if I could see it happening, and I don't want it to happen to him. No, I mean you're gonna see Familia and Diaz are gonna start melting down a month into the season, and they're gonna start putting more pressure on Dellen to be like, hey, you got to be the guy now. Like keep the ship right, and then something's gonna go wrong with his mechanics. The next thing you know, we're gonna be chugging along to September, and his ERA is gonna be a six five. Oof. Well, uh, who is it that? <laughs> oh, yes. Also, more just more in the trade world. Um, you know, the Yankees uh, released Chance Adams. Or, we traded him to the Royals right. after we DFA'd him. Right. DFA'd him and then traded him to the Royals. And I was going through, um, I think it might have been like ESPN or MLB or something. Uh, they tweeted that. And no, haha, it was the Royals Twitter. And I was like, ooh, let's see what the comments say. Bad idea. Just bad idea. No, bad. But it was also kind of funny at the same time. Um, so, like, one guy commented, he's like, uh, 8.23 ERA, this, this, did I miss something? <laughs> and everyone was like, hey, you know, he was really, really good before the surgery. Now he's not so great. But who knows, maybe. And literally, I saw this on, like, six tweets. They were like, maybe a change of scenery will help. Those oh, exact change words. Of scenery. Exact words. I mean, so, that's that's a real thing, change of scenery, but it gets so overused. Like, exactly. it's okay. Like, I feel really bad for Chance Adams because he was he was the pitcher that we thought he was going to be. Like, we didn't overhype him the way we overhyped Justice Sheffield. Like, mm-hmm. Chance Adams had good shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets bone spurs removed from his elbow and his velocity dips like five miles per hour, which from 95 to 90 is enormous difference. But, like, I just feel so bad for him. He got thrown right into the fire right away. His first start was against Boston. He pitched his ass off. But Yeah, yeah. He, he grinded out there. But, ooh, yikes. He was, he was not in a position to be successful. You're absolutely right. I think the Yankees kind of put him in that position. And who knows? He, he could have lived it. He could have lived up to the fight or the hype, but it was uh, baptism by fire. You just kind of got to throw him in there, and you know what? Highly touted prospect, just get him out there, see what he's got, and he didn't have it. Yeah. I guess it's kind of better than, like, you know, milking it up and, like, doing the easy stuff, and then all of a sudden when it really matters, you know, having them fall apart and, you know, get all... I don't know. I don't I don't really know. I'm not a pitcher, so I, I can't tell you. There's. I mean, there's something to be said about that. That's what the... Um... The A's did with AJ Puck. I think they put him in the in the bullpen towards the end of the season. They just go out, get some low stress outs, just kind of build up your repertoire. I think the Dodgers did that with Dustin May too. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those guys are going to be locks for their starting rotations this year. And maybe we see it work. I think they did that with Walker Bueller too. I think they put him in the bullpen his first year up. And they were like, just get some reps under your belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously the Yankees have done done both in the past. You know, they did it with Chance Adams where they just kind of threw him out there. But then they also, you know, did the exact opposite with Jabba Chamberlain and put the rules on him. We always have a Jabba Chamberlain. Oh, shout we, out. Jabba, Jabba Rules runs this podcast. Like, really? Maybe that's what we should rename it to, Jabba Rules. <laughs> it's a Absolutely. little outdated of a name, but... Watch out for midges. Um, so... But yeah, I mean, they they definitely did that with him too. So I don't know. Uh, I don't. I can't really tell you if if he is still a good pitcher. I'm sure that he's he's still got decent stuff. Who knows? Maybe just being in a different environment, not quote unquote change of scenery, um, will will make a difference for him. And especially with like a really young rebuilding team, you know, that's that's kind of where he's at right now too. So yeah, with a lot of low pressure, they're not expecting right. to win anytime soon. Oh no, absolutely not. Um, speaking of trades, sure. uh, this is one I feel like I'm going to regret putting it out there, but it's kind of shocked me that nobody on Yankees Twitter has said, why aren't we trading for Nolan Arenado? I don't think we should. Let me right out of the gate. I do not think we should trade for Nolan Arenado, but that seems like a slam dunk for Yankees Twitter to be like, that's the move. That's the guy. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. As soon as I saw that he was on the trade block, I was like, hmm, just thinking about it. Maybe because I'm spoiled and, um, you know, obviously DJ LeMayhew came over and he was uh, not a product of Coors Field, as everyone so thought. But yes, I, I understand where you're coming from. But I admit, I my mind went there. It went there briefly. Yeah, it's just that option. I don't understand how they negotiated like a second year option in the contract. They're like, yeah, if this isn't working out in two years, you can just call it quits, you know. Like we signed you long term. Like not like how we did with Garrett Cole. We're like, all right, halfway through, we could renegotiate. And if you decide to opt out, we can just give you a 10th year and you're locked in literally for life. But this is like, yeah, we're going to give you an eight year extension on your contract. But if you're not feeling it after two years, you know, just get out of here. That's the kind of guy that you also want to build your franchise around. Um, I don't understand that. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, it's I mean, he's going to opt out of the contract. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's, he's definitely going to opt out unless he gets injured. So it's like the Rockies are going to try to sell you on the idea that he could opt in. And this is your third baseman for the next six years. And everyone else is going to buy in like, oh, we're going to have this guy for a year and a half, maybe. Like, how do you ever get a trade done? I think I think they said it was like 50-50 shot he gets traded now. That seems way too high. Yeah. I can't yeah, I see, can see anyone coming to a deal like that. Yeah, I saw that as well. Um, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it's just, it's too much. I mean, you have to be like, I mean, with the way that the Yankees are right now, and as much as this is going to sound like Yankees bragging, I don't think there's a team in baseball that's like right on the cusp where all they need is like one third baseman to push them over the edge. I don't, I just don't think a team like that exists that could realistically say, okay, if we make this move, we can compete with the Yankees for two years and you're, cause you're giving up your whole farm system for it. And I just, I don't see it happening. Chris Bryant for Nolan Arenado. Nothing, nothing else. That's it. That's yeah, I think I think Max said last week that when he was at winter meetings, the rumor was that Bryant was going to win his his grievance against the Cubs for holding him down for service time. So that's even worse. That's one year of Chris Bryant. Like there's there's nobody out there that's like right on the cusp. Also, speaking of trades, uh, Mookie Betts, maybe to the Dodgers, the Red Sox are going to be in absolute shambles. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah. Who did they sign today? They signed the backup catcher. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Kevin. I did. Yeah, I, I, Ploiecki. Yeah, He used to yeah. catch for the Mets. Yes, and that's that's a great move on their part. Former Met. Yep, that's good. Oh, that's, that's who you want. Anybody yes. who's played in Queens, that's who you want. Absolutely. I don't know. I just saw that pop up today, and I was like, oh, hmm, interesting. I mean, he's not a bad player at all. But and obviously no. they uh, they lost a, a few good ones there. But yeah, they're yikes. I was watching the other day uh, game seven of the 2003 ALCS. It was on New Year's Eve and I was just ah, I turned it on. It was like, oh, this is going to be great. So I'm watching it and I just I just realized how good both of those teams were like just up and down the entire lineup. Good. The Red Sox haven't had that since 2018. And really, even before that, it, they weren't really, really good. They were decent, but like that, that team was good. Yeah. People forget the Blue Jays and the Orioles were, were running shit for a couple years there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, yeah, I was watching that. And oh, by the way, Aaron Boone is coming to sign in Syracuse, and I already bought my ticket for Christmas. Of course you did. I did. Oh, speaking, speaking of tickets, we are going to be running a little promotion. Ooh, a promotion. Please tell me more. Yes. Uh, we are going to be giving away two tickets to the first Saturday home game of the year. I have no idea who they're playing, but I wanted to choose a weekend because the opening home game is during the day and it's a work day. So no one is going to go to that. Well, mm, okay. But if you want to get ahead of the actual contest, which I will post on the Twitter, just go ahead, leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle on, uh, on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will announce the winner on air. 
Um, wait a minute. Did you did you just call it the Twitter? The Twitter. All right. Okay. Like the Facebook. Yeah. That's how everybody referred to. That's how all the old people in my family referred to Facebook. They call it the Facebook. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, but yes, leave a five star review, and we switched platforms for where our podcast goes out. So now I actually know that there are, in fact, people out there. I know you're listening. So go ahead and leave a five star review. <laughs> no, we have stats to prove that you're listening. So we need this. Do it. I mean, unless we're, uh, well, maybe we'll just take the tickets. Oh, ooh, hold on. I wasn't going to let that slip but i was gonna enter our own twitter handles into the five-star review but okay. all right whatever okay cool cool cool. it's um, pretty easy to rig a contest like this yeah not bad at all not bad at all definitely won't be my burner winning the winning the contest don't worry guys How many leave that five-star review though. i have zero burners i need one though Actually, you know, I think technically the podcast Twitter account can count as my burner. I only use it when I see that somebody's blocked me and I just want to like, I just want to see who it is and like what I got blocked for. And it's usually nobody I actually recognize because I'm very non-confrontational on Twitter, except when it comes to defending Mike Trout, because it's ridiculous that people will go after one of the greatest baseball players of all time because he plays for the Los Angeles Angels. It's ridiculous. But that's, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll enter our podcast group uh, Twitter account, and that's how we'll win the tickets, which we won't do. We'll give it to someone who actually leaves a five-star review. Correct. And we won't leave five-star reviews because that's rude and cheating. No, I'll leave a four-star review just to take myself out of the contest. Not a bad review, just four stars. And we are not the Astros. No. Speaking of the Astros, I'm kind of excited to see if they're bad next year. (laughs) <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested. I will definitely pay attention um, to the AL. Uh, what is it? AL West, technically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely pay attention. Um, actually, so I'm not sure. I'm going to turn this podcast into like a Yankees slash Bachelor podcast because we all know that those are the two greatest things in the world. I watched um, The Bachelor once. It was awesome. The guy jumped over the fence. Oh, Colton? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, it was the most riveting hour of television in my life. Actually, my my boyfriend never. Uh, well, I got him to watch the Bachelorette Bachelorette last year. Um, because I I lied to him and said the episodes were only an hour, and then like three hours into it, he was like, "Uh, wait a minute, we just watched one episode," and I was like, "Yeah, they're two hours long each." So <laughs> it took him. It took him more than twice as long as the yes. allotted time to realize that it was not the allotted time. Correct. Um, but oh, anyway, poor Larry. Larry. Um, well, no, his roommate loves to watch it. So, like, we nice. were like, yeah, we got to catch up on it. And, you know, but anyway, so um, The Bachelor's coming back uh, the 6th, January 6th. And um, they, like, kind of did an intro video of some of the girls that are going to be on The Bachelor. And one of them works for the Houston Astros. Uh-oh. And she she basically said in her you know little video she's like well i work for the houston astros they're just the best organization and just the greatest team and i was like ooh girl ooh. oh i think <laughs> nice. we know that's not the case uh, even even if every single one of these cheating allegations is proven to be false which they're absolutely true obviously i mean they're still the bad they're still the bad guys they're the bad organization Brandon Taubman wasn't almost in charge. Yes, correct. And that guy was the worst. So that's why I laughed because I was like, even if they're not cheaters, like that just also means that, you know, they are, you know, just doing what they do. Listen, she's starting the contest off on a lie. She's not going to win. It's whatever. You know who else didn't win this year? The Houston Astros. This is true. And maybe it was karma. I, I got nothing for that. I got nothing for Bachelor Karma. I don't know the form of the show. I only know the fence jumping. Yeah, well, that that was pretty entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Definitely good. Um, all right. What else? What else can we discuss today? Well, keep it on the Astros. I think the Athletics might win the AOS next year. I know it's kind of a hot take because it's the A's, but 
I don't know. They won 96 games last year. The Astros were obviously cheating. The Astros lost Garrett Cole. They lost defensive superstar Jake Marisnik. Like, who knows? They they were thinking about trading Carlos Correa to save money. That yeah, they were thinking about trading him. This is true. Hmm. Well, this might this might be the A's year. The A's might not lose in the wild card game. Well, maybe maybe they won't even need to play in the wild card game. True. They're going to win the division. That would be a beautiful thing. And then they're going to lose to us in the ALDS. I'm okay with this. I actually, I am really excited for this season for the strict point that the league now has actual parity. Like I, most teams are now transferring from their rebuild phase to their, all right, like let's try to snag a playoff spot phase. Mm-hmm. And it's so every, everything's going to be a little bit more exciting. The races are going to be closer probably, but at the same time, the Yankees are still just going to steamroll everybody. So it's like, I finally get to watch consistently good baseball. Like I don't need to watch a, an Orioles white Sox day game on a Saturday just because the Yankees aren't playing until the night. Like, we're going to get some good baseball this year. The White Sox might be good. Who knows? I, you know what? I was pretty – I liked some of the moves that they've made. I really do. Um, some pretty kind of like low-key, under-the-radar moves, and I, I think they're good. I, I think they'll be decent. I think it was on this very podcast that I said, I think it's stupid that the White Sox went out and got Yasmani Grandal because they're definitely three years away from being competitive at all. But yeah, then they but- go out and they get Dallas Keuchel. They go out and they get Gio Gonzalez, who is not that great, but also like he's a stable guy. He throws. He throws innings. He's going to be out there every day. He doesn't really get hurt. But like they got some interesting pieces. Tim Anderson just won a batting title. This is true. Yeah. And he bat flipped that one time. People forget. Oh, yeah. You mean he like javelined the bat? Yeah, it was like a helicopter throw. Yeah, yeah. But it was super exciting. I'm a Tim Anderson fan. I'm not even that mad that he beat DJ for the for the batting title last year. I mean, I'm a little mad, but I'm not that mad. How do you feel about um uh da da Sunny Gray in the Reds? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Reds are getting, I mean, they're getting better. They just got Moustakis, right, mm-hmm. to play yep. second base. And I just don't, I don't think he's going to be a good second baseman, but he can hit still. Like, it's, they're really confusing to me because that division is probably the weakest in baseball now, mm-hmm. I would say. But so, uh, maybe they're trying to capture a little bit of that Nationals magic where it's just get to the playoffs and then just see what happens. I mean, they have right. Luis Castillo. They have Sonny Gray. Like they have, they have good arms. They have good hitters. Um, who was the kid they called up in the middle of the year? Eugenio Suarez. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right. I don't know how to pronounce his first name, so I'm gonna say maybe. But we've already maybe. covered our our butts by saying we don't know how to pronounce it. So you're good. Yes. So I don't know. They they might win the division too, or at least compete for a wild card spot, beating up on on the worst teams in that division like the Pirates, uh, mm-hmm. the Pirates' outlook is abysmal. The Pirates might be even worse than the Marlins next year, and that's mm-hmm. pretty sad. I'm interested in what the Twins think they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they are going after some very, very low, low-hanging fruit, shall we say. I, is that a good term? Yeah, let's. I will always call Homer Bailey low hanging fruit because he is like, he's the most pedestrian pitcher of all time. Like he's just not that good, but like he's good enough to stay in the game. But also he threw two no hitters. It doesn't make sense. And he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he's just like, and I mean anyone can get lucky one day. When you just uh, maybe your stuff's working, your guys make plays that they normally wouldn't make. Like anyone can get lucky one day, but Homer Bailey has two no hitters. He got lucky like that twice. I just don't see it. He is going to be a trivia question one day. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and I'm gonna hate know the answer. Like I know who threw two no hitters. (laughs) Fucking Homer Homer Bailey. Bailey. (laughs) That guy Um, was the worst. (laughs) 
But then the twins go out and sign Pineda. I mean, sign I... Sergio Romo. Yeah. Sign Tyler Clippard. I hate Tyler. Good Clippard. old Tyler Clippard. Love the glasses. The sign Rex Rich Bex. Hill. And sign Homer Bailey. Are they like, I'm just asking, are they playing back in 2012? Like, are they expecting oh. 2012 players here? Like, Rich Hill, I'm kind of interested in because he, I mean, he could still throw it, but he doesn't, he's not going to throw you a lot of innings because he's 40. And also, him and his wife just got arrested for, yes, I did see that. I, what was it? What were they trying to do? Like, sneak alcohol into a football stadium or something? Probably. I didn't really read the article. I just saw arrested and Rich Hill, and I, kind of giggled a little bit i think that's what this like they got in an altercation with security because they were trying to sneak something into the stadium like dude you're a major league pitcher you can't afford the 15 dollar beer <laughs> it's just i i find what the twins have done so strange just yeah they were so good last year very strange um yeah they had well they hit the most home runs but also, I mean, just in general, they were a lot of times the hottest team in baseball. Yeah, and I feel like the, the Twins are one of those teams where I could have seen them going in on somebody like like Madison Bumgarner, not mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, but like someone who you think, Mid-tier. I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe for five years, this guy can kind of at least be the anchor we need. Like even in the, even in the later years of this contract, if he's not throwing it that well, at least, you know, he's going to show up and he's still going to throw it. Like he might have a three, five, four ERA, but he's going to show up and eat innings. They just didn't make like, I can't, I can't remember them making a splashy move that I was like, okay, like this team won a hundred, hundred games last year. And now they're looking to take another step forward and maybe compete with the real teams. Right. But they just didn't make that move. They went out and got Homer Bailey. And Rich Hill. And Rich Hill. And I'm still, I'm hung up on, on Homer Bailey though. Cause two no hitters. I mean, you can't get that lucky twice in a row. Like you can't. It can't happen. It's impossible. That is ab- just absurd. I yeah. I I don't really know what they're what they're doing. So I'm I'm gonna be interested to watch them as well. Maybe this will be the year that I actually pay attention to a lot of the other divisions as opposed to just the AL East. I mean, depending on what happens, if the Yankees start running away with the AL East, I can focus on you know who's gonna be the opponents in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the AL Central is going to be awesome to watch. Um, the AL West is kind of interesting, or not the AL West. The NL West is kind of interesting because it's the Dodgers division for sure. But also the Diamondbacks have made some slick moves. Like Madison Bumgarner is still a good pitcher. He was absolutely not right for the Yankees in any way, shape, or form. But he's still like a good pitcher. Uh, I just, uh, the Rockies are probably going to be bad. The Giants are probably going to be bad. The Padres are like, it feels like this is going to be that year where they have a winning record and they say, okay, like our guy, like Tatis came up and last year and he was fantastic. So he's going to take another step forward. Chris Paddock takes another step forward. Like Manny Machado returns to being Manny Machado and not, you know, former Gio Urshela. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe Gio Urshela just stole his powers. Like the Monstars. Oh. I, I refuse to believe that. I think he had the power in him all along. He just needed to believe. Oh, different message, but I like that one just as much. I think that's a great message. Kids, pay attention. Anyway, it, it is, it is going to be interesting to see some of the other divisions and how those play out because those are the Yankees' playoff opponents. And obviously, I think we're just going to steamroll everybody. But Which would, I mean, the Dodgers would be are good. fun. Yeah, I mean, if the Dodgers do get Mookie Betts, then then that fixes. I mean, their rotation is going to be a little bit weaker, but their offense is going to be even better. And they still need bullpen help because you know what? I don't understand why teams don't address their bullpen. Like the Red Sox haven't done anything to their bullpen, and it was by far their worst characteristic. They probably missed out on the playoffs last year because their bullpen was so bad. Like they had oh, the yeah. pitching and they had the offense, but it doesn't matter. If in the sixth and seventh inning, you have Tyler Thornburg coming in and giving up the lead before you're handing it to Matt Barnes, your closer. Really? Matt Barnes? Yeah, it's uh, they definitely lost a lot of games because their bullpen was not up to snuff. Um, 
you know, that and that that started the minute they decided not to pay Craig Kimbrell. Um, yeah, probably you know, worked on, out for them. Kimbrell was not good last year. No, but you know what? He also was sitting around for a long time waiting for people to sign him. It was a little ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, they really didn't make any any moves this offseason besides signing a backup catcher. Um, oh, they and just now they're des- trying to trade their best player. They just designated Sam Travis for assignment. Uh-oh. Um, hmm. Okay. They required or acquired a starting pitcher um, off waivers from the Mets, Chris Mazza. Yeah, it means nothing to me. Right. Affects me in no way whatsoever. There's really no names that are going to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Blue Jays ended up being at least neck and neck with the Red Sox this year for third. I think it's it's going to be the Yankees and the Rays in the top two spots. The Orioles are obviously going to be in the in the shitter for at least five years. But I don't know. The, with adding Ryu, like they got these all these young legacy players that just came up and were really good. And maybe they go out and they get another starter somewhere. I don't know. They trade for him. They were thinking about reuniting with David Price, which mm-hmm. would be even worse for the Red Sox because they lose a pretty good pitcher who then goes to a division rival. Mm-hmm. But does it really matter because you guys are competing for third place, not even second? There's right. no wild card potential there. Right. And I mean, to be honest, the Blue Jays have always been a team that had, especially last year, scared me. Um, you know, it really oh, you was. You can't go to Toronto. Can't no, Toronto is a terrible place to play. And, you know, it just always seems like they have so much more energy, especially against the Yankees. Like they they could easily defeat the Yankees in the season series. They didn't last year. But I mean, seeing some of these guys that are coming back for their second season, you know, Vlad Guerrero, that's a second season, right? This season. Yeah, this will be their second. Yeah. I mean, seeing some of those guys come out like strong, really good young hitters. Yeah. Um, you know, Black I Guerrero just caught the service time hold down. Yeah. So but who is it? Who was it that Bo Bichette hit that walk off home run off last year? Well, that wasn't Chapman, was it? I just remember that was like one of the most exciting moments of the year. Like if you were a Blue Jays fan or if you were anybody but a Yankees fan. Like this young shortstop who's just he's turning into an absolute superstar right before your eyes takes a Yankees reliever deep to win the game. I don't remember who it was, though. Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't know who was off of. I'll find out. But yeah, yeah 21 we'll, we'll years old. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally all legacies. It's Vladdy Jr., Kevin Biggio, uh, Guriel has family in the league. And obviously, Bo Bichette. Like, who else they got in their system? The Ray, or I'm sorry, the Jays. Yeah, like who? I what other legacy are we waiting through. for? Are we waiting for Babe Ruth's like great great nieces, nephews? You know son? what? Like, no, that might be where uh, Garrett Cole's nephew is. Oh, so we're gonna have to trade for him to get that bridge. They're not letting him go for sure. For sure. They know exactly what that means if the Yankees get him. So they're going to keep him there. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Um, uh, I made my TikTok. Did you see it? Yeah, with Garrett Cole. Or did yes, you make I another did. one? I no, I am. I have two in mind. You have two? Wait, two more that you're still going to do? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do you want to Do you want to release them on the air or the ideas for them? Why? Absolutely what if I not. don't make them and someone steals them? Then that's your own fault for not making them. It's okay. We'll wait for them to come out. Yeah, because I can't tell you because you're not like in with the whole TikTok thing. Like you won't understand. <laughs> oh my God. You say that like I'm 80 years old. No, I'm you telling just, you, you, Grandpa just... James, you just don't understand what it's like being this young no, I mean you honestly, you you won't understand. I I can't help you unless you've watched it watched TikTok for hours on end. I haven't, but yeah, I have. I mean, um, I, we were in on Vine. Yeah, no, but I, I will tell you that you don't under you won't understand until you see it and listen to it because it's got to have sound on it. All right, all right. I'm looking forward to checking it out. I'm gonna get my reading glasses out since I'm a thousand years old, and I'm gonna look at your TikTok. 
this uh this clock over here. I'm gonna go on on the TikTok. Of course you are. No, yeah, I have I have two great ideas, and I'm really excited to do them. Um, the first one, I'm just I'm I'm laughing right now, ha ha, because I think it's really funny. <laughs> so you oh, know what? Yeah. My next goal. I'm not just the queen of Yankees Twitter, and going to become a queen of Cowboys Twitter. I'm going to become a queen of Yankees TikTok. Yankees TikTok is that a Yankees thing? Like, is there like a dedicated Yankees channel for TikTok? Where it's only not. Yankees content. Okay, well you not. can create one. But there's definitely um there are definitely people out there that are uh you know they they upload their stuff, but I don't think anyone really focuses solely on the Yankees. I'm gonna do funny Yankees things. Fantastic. You're in a corner of the market. I think so. I think it's a I think it's a good move on my part, and you know, maybe I should patent my my stuff soon enough, but yeah, right now I think I think we're good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there because we've now covered the entirety of Major League Baseball since there's no Yankees news to report besides one bad thing and Dylan Batanz is going to the Mets. And the baby. Uh, and the baby and Garrett Cole. One good thing. Garrett Cole has a child on the way. He's going to have dad strength. He's going to be pumping 110. Nolan Ryan doesn't stand a chance. Ooh, wow. Well, maybe Nolan Ryan will come to the Yankees now that he's left the Astros organization. Maybe we can take the nephew of Nolan Ryan from the Blue Jays organization. I don't know if that person exists, but if he exists, he's in the Blue Jays organization. Oh, absolutely. Any legacy player is in the Blue Jays organization. That has become very clear. Of course. Okay. Give us a five-star review. Drop your Twitter handle in the review, and we will enter you in a contest to go to the first Saturday home game for the 2020 Yankees. Who knows who will pitch? It might be Garrett Cole. <gasps> who knows? Oh, Probably not, but I, I checked the schedule. I don't think Probably, so. We'll, that's okay. we'll see. That's okay. Let's tell let's tell the people it's gonna be Garrett sure, Cole. Sure, it could be Garrett Cole. But and Allison and I definitely be. will not rig it for ourselves. No. We can't do that. That's not fair. And you no, know what? It, We're it all about loyalty. Honest. Yes, we We're are honest, loyal. honest people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Okay. See you next week. Uh okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>